Breakthrough for Manchester City! Midway through the second half! And Rodri blasts them into the lead! Time stood still for a moment as the ball ran kindly for the tall Spaniard. It needed a firm, true, sweet strike of the ball. And that's what Rodri provided. Manchester City lead. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Two Half Soccer Podcast. My name is Jackson. I'll be your host this time. And you might be asking yourself, damn, hasn't it been like a couple months? We'll get to that. Uh, but first, let's introduce some of the other co-hosts today. Uh, to my right, I have Mike. Mike, how you doing? Hey, Jackson. Happy to be back here. Awesome, yep. And across from me is a new voice to everyone, so why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Uh, Hi, my name is James. I'm excited to be here for my first time. Awesome, yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your experience with soccer, James? So I grew up in Portland, Oregon, and I used to play at a private school. Um, And then I moved to uh, Kansas City, and I took a break for a bit until I got back into high school, and then I started playing high school soccer. Um, And then uh, earlier this year, I got back up in the pickup, and met Mike and it was pretty much been since then awesome yeah do you want to tell everyone what uh, EPL team you support uh, Chelsea FC all right everyone uh, blast him in the comments make fun of him uh, I say that also as someone who kind of likes Chelsea but anyway it's been a few weeks I guess just a couple since we've last recorded so what all have we been watching in the soccer world since then I have a few matches that really stand out to me. One was the MLS Cup semifinals, specifically the Eastern Conference, and then the final. Those were amazing games. Watch those. I actually spent some time in my hometown, Hayes. Nothing on uh, except these amazing playoff games. Um, winner of the finals, obviously, is Columbus Crew, which we talked about a lot during our podcast. Beat LAFC 2 nothing. The Eastern Conference final game was also very good. Uh, massive comeback for the Columbus Crew uh, over Cincinnati, and it was 2-0 first half, second half. Columbus netted three goals to win. Just really great soccer, honestly, from the Americans. Um, fun games. And then the other game that sticks out to me was USA versus Germany. Um, that was a fun game. And the reason you might be thinking that was a long time ago, because it was. It was the end of 20. Uh, 2023 if i'm being honest i don't even remember that dude it was a good game but very memorable we watched it at uh o'dowd's gastro pub which what is a gastro pub i don't know it sounds like a made-up word to be honest it does Uh, just make it sound better but great game and uh it was a funny story because we were there and there was like a taylor swift amateur guitar player uh lovely female um musician while the game was going on at this bar and we're watching Kristen Pulisic smash this goal in the corner and everyone was cheering and it was kind of awkward because this concert was going on at the same time. So uh, those are the games that stick out to me. I have been watching the EPL. I've been watching the FA Cup games and but I kind of took some notes on on the games that I, I really remember. So yeah, I, I want to echo that sentiment though. The MLS Finals really stood out. Both, like you said, the Eastern Conference crew against Cincy. That's that was a great game there. And just shout out Columbus Crew, uh, a great organization that I'm happy for to see win because I mean we can obviously see back when they almost lost the team how how much the supporters really helped and how much that supporter culture really kept a team in Columbus despite the MLS's attempts to take a club away. And it's one of the MLS originals with a 
pretty cool history. The first soccer-specific stadium built in the U.S., so there's a lot of cool history in Columbus, and I'm happy to see them win, and always happy to see Darlington Nagby get another championship where we might have to talk about him as one of the all-time great MLS players, but that might be a discussion for a later date. Uh, One of the things I've been watching recently, besides Chelsea repeatedly losing, um, well, yeah, with the finals, it's a great game. Uh, they both played really well. Um, I didn't really expect the outcome. It had. I expected the kind of who to win, like Columbus winning. Um, but it was it was a fun game to watch. Um, one of the things that surprised me was how far Sporting made it with them being an eighth seed most of the season, um, and until they made up with Houston and lost there. Yeah, they made the. MLS playoffs fun for a while, honestly. Yeah, yep. And I'll say, I mean, there's a lot of directions we go with Sporting KC right now, but the end of the year for Sporting was very fulfilling. Beating St. Louis, a big St. Louis hater right here. Everything St. Louis is awful. And the season was complete when we beat them in the playoffs, and they were... They were upset, and that's that's all that matters. When we have a, a shitty year, we can still beat the rival, that's great, and I, I love to see a rivalry like this forming. After the game, I may have gone on Reddit and got banned from the St. Louis uh, subreddit. That may or may not have happened. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I want to start a very visceral rivalry between them, and I will, I don't know, we might get into a fight next year when we go to St. Louis. 4-1 on the road. <laughs> yeah. First leg of playoffs. 4-1. Yep. What a, that is an amazing game right As there. As someone who goes to St. Louis constantly, I went to the game. I I constantly wear sporting gear over there, and I feel like I'm about to get shot 98 percent of the time. <laughs> the stadium's in a dangerous part. Of, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't walk around St. Louis. Well, every part of St. Louis yeah. is dangerous. It's but... like the fifth most dangerous city in the United States. But uh, yeah, we we can keep talking about how bad St. Louis is, but that would be a whole episode in its own. Lots has happened since you know we last recorded. We can we can spend all day recapping. They, but St. Louis had a good year. I mean, they overall, they yeah. screwed up in the playoffs. But. Well, that's when it counts, right? That is. And they didn't even win the Supporter Shield, so I don't know. They're playing you, in this CONCACAF Cup. Yeah, well, what trophy did they win last year? Because <laughs> I don't think they won any. Yeah. I, no swearing on the podcast. I was going to say something. <laughs> yeah, family-friendly. <laughs> uh, please share this with uh, your sons and daughters. Um, anyway, so yeah, we had a lot of stuff to keep going over. Well, we could go over, but uh, we can talk about U.S national play what are thoughts feelings you mentioned the germany game mike do other people have thoughts feelings about uh, what we've seen over the past few months i think the true measure is how we play these huge um international teams sides like germany you know that's our metric right there and we were playing our best teams a lot of our recent like u.s performances have been uh, our second even third team so just kind of getting players into the fold. It is like a little disappointing, like especially this most recent loss. Um, I'm blanking on who it was to, but they lost to Trinidad and Tobago, mm-hmm. and they had another bad one. Um, it's not coming to me anyway. It's like, no, Sylvania. Yeah. We can't lose to Sylvania. Like, well, we did. I know we did, but <laughs> even it, it, they say it's the third team. They're learning. They're getting experience, dude. We are a superpower. <laughs> yeah, we train on the best facilities. We have the best coaches. Well, Not best I would coaches. Say that. We have, we have the best opportunity <laughs> to play. I say. Yeah. So that's disappointing, but that's okay. They'll rebound and spin it. And what do you think of the recent performances? Not good. Not highly at all. I think 
I mean, after that, uh, whatever that Eastern European club was, Serbia or whatever, we can look at the Slovenia. roster that we, yeah, Slovenia. Uh, we can look at the roster we had, and people will make excuses. But at, at the end of the day, they are functionally fielding like their second division team. And if we have our third or like third tier, um, that's still not good. And if we don't have that depth there for when players do get hurt and need to be called up, then that's going to be problematic in its own in its own sense because we, I mean, no soccer team can go like an entire like stretch of games without missing anyone. So we're gonna to have to start to see some of these players come up, and you'd hope someone from this level could stand out and try to make a run at a higher like caliber call up. But we don't see that. We see Greg's offensive decisions are still stale run-of-the-mill and quite frankly just like the same shit he's been trotting out there since he was a coach in the MLS and it's frustrating to watch as a U.S. soccer fan I feel like I'm stuck watching the same shit over the past 20 years specifically you're like talking about goal production or yeah 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 and there's just something so anemic about our offense and also like set pieces where it's like these should be exciting plays but when it comes to the U.S. like winning a corner or winning a, a set piece in a good position, I, I'm just like, oh, well, we're not going to score. So mm. That's like, how I am with Chelsea, watching yeah. Chelsea games. Um, I don't really watch a lot of international like soccer leagues like the U.S. and stuff like that. Um, I watched it in a World Cup, but I really haven't been paying much attention this year to it. Mm-hmm. So I really don't know what's going on all that much um, within that aspect. Um, yeah, I saw some players who looked pretty good like very young and like have a lot of potential Izmir I gotta work on his name Baharatekovic mm-hmm. good player I mean seems like he's very technical which is great uh, and then John Tolkien played in that game uh, against Slovenia as well I like him uh, but overall the game kind of was just chaotic I mean it was like you couldn't even watch it I'm speaking of the Slovenia game um, maybe that's with the youth but they were just like panicky all over it was like calm, calm down like Control the game a little bit, but it, you know, they conceded that one goal and it just was like never going to happen to get on the board and, and uh, get the real players back. Maybe some strikers with some confidence. Um, I'm thinking of Vasquez. He Mm -hmm. looks like he could be pretty good, but the the buildup isn't great. I agree with you there, Jackson, in terms of like connecting the pieces to create those goal scoring opportunities. Um, with Greg's team specifically, but he's back, so and he'll I be back for a while. He will, yeah. We'll see how he does in the Copa America tournament. That's kind of his next test, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if "test" is the right word because it seems like he's just entrenched in the position anyway. But I guess we'll see how he does mm-hmm. and the reaction from media and other soccer officials in U.S. soccer. Hopefully, we'll put some pressure on him, but we'll see. I'm not totally optimistic about that happening either. But we can transition um, over to our first segment of the day here. In the past, we've done coldest moment of the week, where we talk about our favorite moment of the week. But this time, we'll do coldest moment of the year for all of 2023. What, uh, What are some of your favorite moments? Uh, Mike, if you're ready, we can kick it to you to go first. Yeah, and I'm going to halfway cheat a little bit because I'm going to take a cold moment. Uh, actually, uh, sorry, I, that was for the best year. Uh, I'll, I'll do that coming up. Okay, so backing up. Coldest moment of the year. I'm going to say it's Manchester City 
completing the treble, uh, winning the Champions League against Inter Milan, you know, obviously winning the English League and then winning the FA Cup. Last team to do it was in 1999, Manchester United did it. So it's been a long time. It's something that does not happen very often. You know, we were talking about the MLS finals and like winning that trophy. Pretty good, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, win three of them in the same year. And that's what this team was able to do. And if you watch the highlights or you can get a recording of the game, you can just see how much it meant to this team and how dedicated they were to, you know, just playing the sport amazing for that, you know, period of time. Yeah. Just dominating. I mean, and you look at the wins, it's just like boom, 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 boom. They were they were a machine. So that that's by far has to be I mean, that is a huge accomplishment. So. I will say, yeah, great accomplishment. Little upsetting still. Uh, we we mentioned this earlier about Kevin De Bruyne getting hurt in the finals. That really uh, messed up that bet that I placed mid game. But <laughs> and then Romelu Lukaku blocking a shot, <laughs> yeah, his own goal. <laughs> what a Lukaku! What a, uh, what a guy! A uh, little frustrating, but anyway, uh, we'll keep going. I'll take over next for my coldest moment of the year. I'm going to give it to Alyssa's, Alyssa Nahir, the United States women's goalkeeper, who made the first World Cup goal for any goalkeeper, men's or women's, in, in, well, this summer in 2013 against Sweden. So that was pretty sweet to see. Big shout-out to goalkeepers, big fan of goalkeepers. And, yeah, it was, it was awesome to see the, the first goalkeeper ever to score a goal in the World Cup was the U.S. women's goalkeeper. So... Real big shout out, cool moment, and yeah, nothing else to say there. It was just sweet. But uh, James, what about you? What's your best moment of the I'm year? Gonna have to go back to Sporting Kansas City versus St. Louis. I think what Sporting did was extreme. I mean, you don't really see that all that often with an eight seed taking out a first seed like that. Um, I mean, me and Mike were at that game, and it was a fun game to watch. It, energy of the crowd was there. It was it was fun. It, uh, plays that were made were nice. It's nice seeing Sporting for once actually play like that. They really brought it. They closed. They sealed the deal because if they lose that second game in that leg, yeah, it would have been over. It would have been over. They would have. I don't. Yeah, that's a lot to come back from uh, to win that third one after dropping the second. I feel like, but you're right. That was a great, yeah. great game. We partied afterwards yeah, and we did. spent a lot of money. <laughs> it all goes to the Sporting players. So. Yep. That's good. Yeah, that was a great moment. Um, yeah, you know, for Sporting KC fans in particular, but a lot of good stuff going on in those games. So we've been talking mostly about American-based f- soccer, soccer, football, whatever you want to call it. So let's jump over the pond, start talking about a little European soccer. I guess some games have been played since we took a break. Um, I mean, pretty much the entire season started. You know, uh, domestic leagues, UEFA Champions League, whatever you want to talk about. But what have y'all been watching over in Europe? Yeah, uh, FA Cup games. Those games are good. I'm sorry, you just pick some random teams. You might not know where they are or like what tier they're in, but you're going to get a good game most of the time. And who knows who can win? It's it's very entertaining. That's all I have to say. Yeah. So I've been watching just some of those matchups. Um, and I then... mean, big underdogs like Chelsea end up winning games in the FA yeah. Cup. So. <laughs> That's we right. saw that with Ashton Villa yesterday. Yeah, anything can happen. The impossible. Mm-hmm. And I think like Luton Town, they're still in it, right? There's some. Uh, I might have to back check me, but there's some really some interesting teams in it. So, 
also, uh, what's the big news out of European football? Jurgen Klopp announced oh, his retirement. Yep. Jurgen Klopp, Mbappe to Madrid. Mbappe to Madrid. Big, yeah, big moves going on. Honestly, I'm not sure I could envision Mbappe anywhere other than Madrid, given the scale of the payment that he's going to require. But we'll see how that plays out. I mean, PSG is going to be... I was kind of holding up hope that he would at least try Premier League at least once, but I knew that was a high-stake wager. But Yeah, it's just tough to pay someone that much money for whatever your you know salary situation is. So going back to that Chelsea game I was talking about earlier with that, uh, Ashton Villa, did you guys see that shot by uh, Enzo Fernandez? Um, we were going to watch it before the podcast, but we didn't get to it. No, yeah, it I was, did not. I didn't either. It was an insane free kick. I mean, it's probably the goal of the year for Chelsea right there. Um, I, th- I have seen a stat that Chelsea has won every game Enzo Fernandez has scored in. Yes, that, that is true. Isn't and, that only like three games, though? Yeah, we don't talk about right, that. We're, <laughs> we're, watching, we're watching this real quick. Oh, my God, you're playing the audio through here? All right, yeah, and we're yeah. back. That was very nice. Yeah, that was uh, definitely a highlight of that game. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I've been uh, keeping up with in terms of European football is Harry Kane's ineptitude to get a trophy. It has been awesome. He and Bayern Munich are in second in the Bundesliga. They already lost the domestic cup. It is beautiful. I, as we, I think established on this podcast, I hate Harry Kane. So seeing him not win a trophy when he moves over to Bayern Munich after leaving Tottenham would be just beautiful. I would love to see Tottenham win the EPL League. That looked like it may have been possible the first few weeks, but uh, it won't happen. They're but, a bit. Yeah. So you don't like Harry Kane? No, no. Every time, every single time I've bet on him or his team to win, they do not. And like I bet on so Bayern Harry Munich. Harry Kane is not paying you. Yeah, he, yeah. If if he personally like paid me money, I wouldn't have a problem with him to be honest. Uh, I'll invoice him. I don't think he'll pay it, but if he does. It'd be a real classy move. That's great. He's still scoring goals at an absurd pace. Well, not absurd enough when I bet on him. But <laughs> speaking of Bayern Munich, another thing that I've been watching and following and that I think we've established on this podcast is that I am a big Werder Bremen fan in the Bundesliga who beat Bayern Munich the other week. It's been great. They just got promoted from Bundesliga 2 last year and... We are looking middle of the table. We got a cash infusion of about 40 million euros from private equities. So that's going to look good going into next year. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's been a great ride. And what uh, is this team again? Uh, Werder Bremen. They are a Northern Germany team. And they, they've won the league once. Back when I was um, getting into soccer, I wanted to start rooting for a German club. I did not want to support a team that was once affiliated with the Nazi party, <coughs> Bayern Munich. Um, and Got a cold. Yeah, I found my way to supporting Werder Bremen, a very non-Nazi affiliated team that has actually had success and won a league title back in, I don't know, the 90s or 80s. So it's been cool. And back when I started watching them, they had names like uh, Kevin De Bruyne, if you've heard of him, played for Werder Bremen. Uh, Mesut Ozil has played for Werder Bremen. A lot of a lot of top class players. So it's a it's been a really fun team to follow. They've had their ups and downs, but and they have green kits. Yeah, yeah, cool. cool jerseys, cool jerseys. Yep. 
but that's what that's sort of uh, what I've been into watching some European football. Not the top level, but still fun to watch. Yeah, that's great. German league is fun. I have to admit, I don't watch too much of it. It's also on ESPN Plus, which makes it really easy to watch. I can just flip it on my phone and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not like Premier League. We have to switch eight different streaming yeah. channels. Yeah, and. Yeah, and can we talk about the peacock, the cock? It is an absolutely terrible service. The EPL needs to leave immediately. They're greedy. Yeah. It messes with bars, too, because we were – Jackson and I had this experience where we were watching Liverpool at this newer bar in Johnson County, mm-hmm. uh, and the games are not synced up. So one table sees something and reacts, and it's just like, man, this is all streaming right here, like – it is what it is. It well, was okay. It but also I, seems like the quality of the camera is worse on, on like Peacock, too. I don't yeah, know if that's just me. That wouldn't, well, I, don't, I don't subscribe to Peacock for a lot of reasons, but yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. NBC's a shitty company, so this is. Uh, I don't think we're ever going to get an NBC sponsorship, so I'm just going to trash them all the time. <laughs> Good. Good job. No, it's uh, you got to give yourself in this day and age five to ten minutes before these matches start to figure out what streaming service that it's on. So, you know, sometimes you just never know. Sling, Peacock, mm. you know, I think, ESPN Plus. I think ten minutes cutting a little short. I think I'd give myself twenty to thirty because you sometimes you have to sign up, you know, for like a trial run of it. You know what yeah. the big question mark is though? Is T-Mobile going to offer another free MLS pass for the year? I hope so. And historically, they have offered MLB TV for like the past five to seven years for free. Yeah, I do that, and I do both the yeah. uh, MLS one too. Yeah, so I don't imagine they'd stop with MLS, but um, yeah, it just really we really need to get the whole streaming and bar situation figured out because I do enjoy watching sporting games at bars, and not many. And I th- not many like are able to stream sporting, but I think this is going to be like a larger problem moving forward. Like we saw with the NFL playoffs, who streamed one on the cock this year exclusively. Fuck them. Um, like if sports is going to go to a streaming model, I still want to watch them at bars. Y'all got to figure this shit out because, like, we lived in Kansas City, so we're fortunate enough to not have this issue with the playoff game. But like. I assume people in other like places where we're, like went to a bar and like, oh shit, we don't know what to do. We don't know how to stream a game. Like, could you imagine going to a sports bar and, and not having like the biggest game on the, of the day on? Yeah. Okay. So Go to other countries. Watch in a bar, local team, and people are packed. The mm-hmm. noise is on. The TVs are on, and it's a blast. So exactly what you said, Jackson. If that's not working, or like it's like never going to be that great that being said we're starting a soccer bar it's going to happen <laughs> just you heard yeah. it here first just give it some time here i still i will say one of the things i like about streaming is that apple has the rights for mls and they've made it more scheduled with the mls to mm-hmm. how games are played yep. you don't have random mass hours of the game yeah playing yep i think we've been pretty uh been pretty pro apple on this podcast in the past i think they've done a great job at enhancing the quality of the broadcast um, not just locally, but also like internationally, I've seen that their numbers of streamers is like going up internationally because it creates like an ease of access for, you know, people who are interested in the MLS, but also like specifically like players, parents, since it is such an international league that they're now able to like watch their children play soccer, which is, you know, a good thing. 
that was very hard to do before that because who knows who owned the rights to the specific game. And you can use multi-view. Watch four games at once. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you do that. I tried it a few times, but it's a little too much for me. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, it's been good. Um, you know, we can kind of get caught out there for a second, but I think we're going to go ahead and move on. Um, we can go ahead and jump to a question that I proposed of looking back at 2023, who had the best year in soccer? And when I when I proposed this question, I sort of said this could be anyone soccer adjacent. Uh, it could be a player. It could be a coach. It could be an executive. It could be a streaming service, not Peacock. Um, but I'll go ahead and, and kick this one off of who I think had the best year in soccer in 2023. And I'm going to give that to Sir David Beckham, owner of Inner Miami. I mean, he signed Messi, he got Busquets, he signed other people that I'm kind of blanking on right now. Luis Suarez. Uh, yeah, Luis Suarez. And he is just making money hand over fist right now for Miami. He has the world's attention. He's on a big, lavish world tour in Saudi Arabia playing whatever shitty teams they have. Uh, going across the country and playing, selling out. Like, There's pre-sales specifically for Inter-Miami games in the MLS. He has celebrities like Serena Williams, LeBron James, people of that nature just sitting and like trying to get these most exclusive suites at his stadium. They're building a new stadium for in Miami. I mean, the list goes on and on of things that just like <laughs> David Beckham did right this year. And I mean, he's just crushing it. It's just like kind of unfathomable, like the jump that Inter Miami made from the year before who, if you even ask, like, MLS fans, could you name two players on the team? That's I, remarkable. Yeah, I – shit, I don't think I could. Um, and now, probably the most valuable franchise in MLS. I will say the kit release in 2024 was pretty bad. The center logo, but, you know, besides that, David Beckham had a pretty great year. Saudi tour didn't go great. Yeah, yeah well, no one really cared. <laughs> no, you're right. It was just – make money and that's what it did so i think for me i have i have two for the best year in soccer um one is a team i think st louis i mean going off the bat i mean we hate st louis right here all right i'm gonna leave um but i mean have, have we, 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 we all hate st louis but I, I have to give it to them them starting off their first year and, and becoming a first seed like that and making it to the playoffs with them had no never having a team before i think was fantastic jackson um, come back <laughs> all right i'm back and, and then my second uh uh one is is Messi. I think Messi had a great year too. I think, in terms of playing wise, he had he did good. I think him going to Miami or Miami was a good move. I mean, he's making lots of money there. Um, I think he I think he owns part of Miami, right? I don't think he owns part of Miami. I think he gets a f- stake in a future team because I think there's rules against owning a team that you play in oh, okay. in the league you play in. I think so, but I think he gets he has like part ownership. Or like equity in like Apple or Apple TV or some shit like that. I don't know. I know he made bank this year and, and money wise. Um, and I know he he's been doing well. I know he hasn't played much. I think this last few weeks because he's been injured. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm excited to see him in April at Gia Stadium. G E H A. It's Gia. <laughs> no one actually knows. They really need to sort that out. But it's Arrowhead. Yeah, that's a Kansas City thing. Not according to FIFA. It is Kansas City Stadium. Yeah. Great. 
Uh, I had a good one. I did cheat a little bit because the World Cup final was at the end of 2022, okay, December. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I'm going to do a player, Julian Alvarez, an Argentinian striker, plays for the Argentina national team and also plays for Man City. So this man wins a World Cup, and then Man City finishes out the league first, win the FA Cup, and then wins the Champions League final. So Julian Alvarez, four trophies in about six months. I'd say he had a pretty good year. Yeah, that's a hell of a year. And, I mean, I can't really think of anyone on Argentina who's had a bad year since then. But uh, Some of them played for Chelsea. Enzo Hernandez. <laughs> Nah, yeah, okay. he's he's coming along. He's he's yeah. okay. He, they he paid made, him, like, he made a really good goal the other day, and okay. I mean, they gave him so much money. But yeah, he is a good player. I think he's just taking some time. But anybody who was on, you know, you in the even if you're in the final, man, that's good for your career. Yeah, yeah, it's a hell of a move. Uh, look, uh, what happened to um, the goalkeeper for Inter Milan, uh, Onana? You know, played in that final, had a great game. And I remember because we watched that at a bar. We had a bunch of people, and there was another guy. Um, Onana's from, I know he's African. I'm trying to remember the country. But there was another man from that country, Cameroon. And he was just talking about Onana, Onana, Onana. And it was, like, pretty cool. And then all of a sudden, because he played in that final, comes over to Man United uh, and is the main number one for Man United because they got rid of Dev- David De Gea who's an also good goalkeeper, but they didn't think that he could play as well with the, with his feet, with the way they were trying to play at Man United. And really was pretty interesting to see, to watch Onana so much uh, and then have it, having it come from that Champions League final. Onana's been struggling, though, since then, but it's, mm-hmm. it's good. He's a good good goalkeeper, I think. So, uh, What about you, Jackson? You already mentioned yours. So Yeah, David Beckham. David um, Beckham. Yeah, I mean, as far Who else as had uh, good twenty twenty threes. Any other teams that you can think of, or uh, Columbus Crew, obviously. Yeah, Congrats they had a great year. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't really think of anyone who had who had an outstanding year. PSG typically has a pretty good year every year, but as PSG, but yeah, there's there's no one that really sticks out to me um, as someone deserving that. I mean. Maybe who had the best year was uh, Greg Berhalter, who lucked into a great job again after being so shitty. I mean, and actually being a part of a scandal as yeah, well. Yeah, what a. I mean, for personal reasons, I mean that's a great accomplishment to land a job that you once got fired from after going through a scandal. I don't know how you do it. It seems like you'd have to have a brother working in that organization to hire you to do that, but. Who knows what timing means too because at that time there weren't certain coaches available that now these coaches are available and it's kind of like interesting to think about um like what if uh, yeah i'm thinking of specifically like what if we were hiring for u.s coach right now like could you imagine Jurgen Klopp. Could yeah. you imagine if there was some dude and they listened to our <laughs> podcast and they heard it they yeah. planted the scene actually right here. you know what we're just gonna we're gonna be the first to break the news Jurgen Klopp signs with the u.s men's national team jose Mourinho's officially available too yeah uh, well i, I heard he's, he's i heard he's gonna be our assistant for Klopp. <laughs> These coaches have so much experience on the international stage, and I love Greg. I Greg, 
I don't really love Greg. He's he's <laughs> yeah. a good face. He shows up at the NBA games. You know, he's got a good image. I can see why they like him, but he just doesn't have the experience. He's, like we need some people where other teams are looking at our coach and saying this guy's played in big games before, and he just has brings a little bit to the table. I feel like. Greg Berhalter is an old white person's idea of what a cool person is. Like, he wears the cool shoes. He'll, like, do sort of, like, I don't know, like, cool things on the sideline. You know, like, the ball comes to him and, like, kick it up or do something like that. Where, like, an executive said, like, yeah, this, this guy's kind of cool. I would like you to state that. My name is also uh, available for head coach. Um, <laughs> I, I think I do it a pretty good job, you know. What are your stats on uh, football manager? Uh, you know, the usual, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I could do a good job. You know, I, I, I can't do any worse. I would say, yeah, James, I think... you're 19 years old. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what? I think, I, I think if I give it a real good shot, I have, I have a good opportunity. All right. All right. You heard it. Um, I said, we're going to hire Jurgen Klopp and Jose Mourinho. Um, James is saying he's available and James, we had a segment. Uh, James hasn't listened to all of our episodes, but we had a recurring segment where we would come up with future men's national team coaches, yeah. and we got creative. Like, well, it took we, longer to hire a coach than we thought. I thought we'd hire yeah. one pretty quickly. Some of our names were not even athletes or yeah. not even sports people. I mean, it was just no, anybody. We're just going actors. James Bond was thrown up once, I think. <laughs> no, no, Charlie uh, Sheen definitely was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, let's get these soccer players doing coke. That He's will more help. of an alcoholic than Wayne Rooney. Yeah, I think um, there should be a separate league for soccer for people who just do steroids, you know? Did you but, see the billionaire who's trying to get this started? He's yes, trying to yes, start. Yes, I, I saw that. He's try, There's a billionaire who is trying to start an Olympics, but steroids are allowed. I feel like that would be so fun to watch. Yeah. I think it would be useful in soccer, too. And to I am all on board like, with sign it. Us up. Yeah, Russia's already funding it. Um they don't even recognize the normal Olympics anymore. They're like, no, th- these are the Olympics. Sporting but... KC used to play in Livestrong Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of doping, but, um, you know, we could talk about doping in the cycling community all night. We it's really our can't. next segment. Yeah. Um, but to actually ask the inverse of the question from who had the best year in soccer to who do you think had the worst 2023? A lot of good options. Um, I will, before we get started, shout out our boy – uh, the gamer player. What 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 what, what do we call uh, Chicharito? What was our nickname for him? He had a pretty rough year. Yeah. Um, Twitch streamer. Yeah, the Twitch streamer. Ch- Chicharito, terrible year. But anyway, we can kick this over to actually get started. Uh, James, do you have a name uh, for worst year in soccer? Well, one Chelsea FC, uh, obviously. True. Um, and then right, my real less. answer it would be Gavin Wilkinson. I think with what he was involved in this year sucked. I mean, he brought it on himself. Mm-hmm. Albeit, but I mean, he. I think if in terms of worst years, he had he has it. I mean, he got hired at Sporting, and like eight days later, he got fired again. I mean, he he shouldn't have been involved in that. He. I what mean, a he, waste of time. I I know. It's a terrible look for Sporting KC to hire him. I think a lot of the blame and probably all the blame falls on Peter Vermees, who I am still vehemently in the fire Vermees camp. Um, I think a lot of us are. Yeah. It's, it seems this is highly or- orchestrated by Peter Vermees. It's a bad look. And, yeah, Gavin Wilson was a shitty person. Glad to see him go. I mean, he should have never been hired in the first place, to be fair. Yeah. But, I mean, it, this is my conspiracy. I feel like Peter Vermees did this knowing he would get fired so he could retain control of sporting director. 
because it seems he has a problem with control and giving anything up. Yep. But that's just Maybe. me. That's true. Maybe. Um, we can keep going, Mike. He probably hears that, and he's like, yeah. don't give a shit. Yeah. If, you. Peter, if you're listening... <laughs> Damn, Never we did something right. <laughs> Never know. No. All right, Mike, what do you have for the worst year in soccer? U.S. women's national team. Big yeah. disappointment. Huge. First round, knockout stage, L, then PKs. Shouldn't even gotten that far. We didn't even get a beer for that game. Yeah, We, we woke up at like 3.30. Yeah, that was a rough morning. Beerless. And I'm going to we, – we can blame U.S. women's national team for that. Like, come on, give us a beer. But that was rough. Moment of silence for the U.S. Yeah. women's national team because. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with a new coach coming in. Uh, Vlatko is gone, but coaching not, Casey Current. Yeah, but not far for us. He is back and coaching the Casey Current. So, where he has apparently resided for a while in Parkville. They also had the worst 2023. The current, yeah, rough. Uh, it seems like we're going full Brazilian. Because we, yeah. <laughs> we have three Brazilian international players on our team. Not really sure what the – and we have like 20 strikers, so I'm not really sure what the thought is there. But they'll figure it out and, you know, score 20 goals, give up 19, I guess. At least we got a nice new stadium out of it, you know. Yeah. That will be – and shout out, um, it will be brought – I mean, it's not anytime soon, but it will be broadcast on ABC, which is going to be huge. Great for ratings. First – game in a women's specific stadium which is nuts that still doesn't make sense to me but here well, we are in kansas city personally trends. I, th- I think it should be broadcast on peacock you know oh no way i'd watch it not even for that i would still abstain but yeah good thing abc has the rights and not nbc they also signed this player she followed me on instagram which i'm pretty excited about uh she's malawian malawian tim watt chawinga We'll get this name down because this lady scores goals like it's, oh, yeah. it's her middle name. Uh, and and it might be. Cause it might be. I can't name. read. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Not well some days, that's for sure. But, yeah, she seems uh, like she's going to be an asset. So. Yep. Yep. So uh, continuing on, who had the worst year in 2023? This sort of pains me to say we all know I've been a longtime supporter of this man, but i got to give it to Wayne Rooney got fired by two different clubs in 2023 one of which he was only at for 85 days sort of impressive honestly um you know it still sticks out to me just how bad of a manager he is gets fired by dc united gets fired by birmingham birmingham city and the championship league and rumor has it he was like coaching a fourth division team not like officially but he it seems he may have also been fired from them we those are just rumors we can't quite confirm that and now the latest i do i do follow wayne rooney though is that he's looking to sign in saudi arabia so that just sort of seems like uh just give me money situation he's done trying to make it in coaching and i mean i honestly can't see wayne rooney surviving in saudi arabia because you cannot drink alcohol in that country and what is wayne rooney without a beer in his hand like honestly i don't know I don't think he's been sober since he was probably like eight. Yeah, I bet. I bet he got a beer during the women's national knockout yeah. stage round game. Yeah, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he enjoyed it. But all in all, uh, a lot of good highlights from 2023. A lot of good lowlights for some teams, like getting knocked out to Kansas City in the first round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's really all we have in terms of wrapping up 2023. 
on this podcast. We don't want to sit here. It's taking up too much of your time. But next time, I think we're going to look forward in the year, look at a preview for 2024, what sort of we have thought up for what will happen, maybe a preview of the MLS, maybe a preview of some Champions League games as those get to the elimination rounds. But yeah, stay tuned and stay on this feed. But before we go, what have we been doing in our own soccer lives? We like to take some time at the end just to talk about, you know, our own personal endeavors, what we've been playing in our personal lives, if we have been playing, and how we're feeling for our own soccer game. And I can go ahead and kick it off. I have not really been playing. I do not like to play in the winter. I'm not crazy about playing indoor. Um, I did come out for one of Mike's indoor pickup games. I, 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 you know, didn't do bad, but I did let up a goal that, that lost us the one the one time trying to play with my feet against a striker. He ended up winning that ball. We had to, like, march off the field. And sold, <laughs> like, we were winning every game before that. I was getting bored in the back, so, you know, I didn't pass it. I mean, I had options to pass it earlier, but... You know, I wanted I wanted to do something, and you know, I'll I'll claim an assist, so not too bad. That was fun. It was officially zero degrees outside that night, uh, yeah. And so we did indoor, and I'll just kind of piggyback off that. Um, Soccer KC, we keep doing things. We keep doing pickup events, and we're on our third league season, and we actually added another category. So we have. Open league on Sunday at the high school over at Pembroke, and it's just going to be beautiful to do uh, Saturday co-ed and Sunday open. And the deadline for that is coming up in a couple weeks. Um, We already have a lot of teams, so if it's something that interests you, definitely reach out to any of us or James or myself, and we can point you in the right direction. There's a lot of information on our website. Uh, If you can remember, pick up Soccer KC. Um, that's will take you there. It's also I, soccer KC with a little spelling. I uh, think thing. rumor has it Jose Mourinho is actually contemplating coaching one of these teams. Is that is that true? Can you confirm that, Mike? Yeah, I can't can neither confirm nor deny that Jose Mourinho <laughs> is coaching a team. But uh, there's also rumor that if you win this league, you get entered in the 77 TST tournament for a million dollars. Oh yeah, totally. So there's a couple rumors there, but <laughs> this uh, league is going to be a ton of fun. I mean, the first two seasons were a blast, and there's just a lot of. Uh, friends and friendly faces and community and i don't know what it is but it's just a it's a good time for people so if this interests you like i already mentioned check out our website and uh, or reach out to us and we'll get you information on how you can sign up and bring a team and participate because you don't want to miss out on the fun it is going to be fun yes i've pretty much been working with mike in the soccer league too uh he's been a lot of fun that's actually how we met we met last i think june was it we met yeah um we i signed up for a league and he added me to his team um, pretty much started going up early, showing up early and helping out, set up and everything like that. And then I just got more involved with it as we go, as it went on. Um, and then I think I'm doing a, another league right now, uh, too. Uh, but I don't know how that's going to actually happen or not. They doesn't seem yeah, yeah, much league. Yeah, it, it's weird because they have, like, teams and stuff like that. But, like, our, like, whatever reason, our coach, like, quit two days ago and then we yeah. haven't had like any players like join so far we have like four or five players so i don't think it's gonna happen but uh it's it's, it's interesting for sure yeah i saw your uh face on their instagram i was like that's james james yeah, is a, yeah. james is a winger i know i i am oh that's cool i'm I, it's all about having fun and if they can organize it's just it, it, it's it, a lot it, of work doing this that's it, there's it no is. doubt it, about that 
And one of the weirder things about it is it's, it's, it's like a traveling league around Kansas City, too. There's no, like, one field. There's, like, a whole bunch of different fields for, for all the teams. Um, and and, and weird, one of the things that was weird about it is I've never heard of them before. They just randomly messaged me out of the blue on Messenger and was like, hey, would you be interested in this? And I, and I was like, originally, like, no, I don't want to do it. And I'm like, eh, I probably should. Just check it out, you know. Um, but it was weird because it, it, it literally just, like, messaged me. Um, any interest in playing an outdoor 11 v 11 league and I'm like uh, maybe um, yeah that's uh, that's people do different things and it's fun and it's all about just having fun at the end of the day yeah. uh, we're not professionals so no, not by any means we, uh, well I wanna, am yeah I mean, as we know well you're gonna be a coach so yeah yeah I have you're been coaching paid, the national team I have been paid to play soccer so I think that technically <laughs> makes me a professional Mike buys me food occasionally. Does that count as me being professional too? I don't know. We don't. We need an expert on here. We need a legal expert. If only someone worked at a law firm. Yeah. Um. But anyway, I do not I, practice law. Just for the record, <laughs> I do not consult me for legal advice. I yep. illegally practice law. You know. <laughs> I practice it. I'm not very good at it. James stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night. <laughs> Okay, um, I think we're sort of getting off the course here. I think if you made it this far, I guess I sort of forgot to say, we are going to bring this back to a weekly podcast. Uh, We sort of took a little lull there, sort of trying to get some logistics figured out. We got a new setup for where where we are recording. So we sort of got this back on the rails, logistically speaking. So we can expect these to be sort of weekly outputs for all of our devout listeners. Um and yeah, we look forward to talking to MLS, talking to American soccer, and talking whatever international soccer happens over, you know, over however long we keep doing this. But we'll be sure to keep keep putting these out. And if there's any specific feedback or anything people want to hear, we're happy to suggestions. So feel free to reach out to any of us. I don't think we're too hard to find anywhere. Yeah, engage with us. We yeah, want that. Yeah. We love it. Follow us on Instagram. I think that's where most of the stuff will sort of be put out in terms of like you know social media posts but outside of that i think you can follow any one of us on any platform probably like twitter or instagram depending on who you're trying to follow but yeah try to tap in and uh we'll get you hooked up and come out play some pickup or play some leagues with us at uh, soccer kc all right we'll all right. see y'all next week see ya bye see ya.